Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. And starting in verse 14. Do all things without murmurings and disputings, that you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world, holding forth the word of life, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. And so we're continuing the, the thought there of do all things without murmurings and disputings. Does anybody not have this uh, God's glory in earthen vessels handout? We gave that out last week, but we did not get to it. <laughs> and uh, honey, could you make some copies? I'm sorry, I didn't think about this before. Does anybody need the regular uh, Philippians 2 handout? Okay. Do we need those too? No. Uh, doesn't look like it. <laughs> okay. All right, so Lord willing, we'll get to the handout shortly. And um, so we are in, just to get us caught up where we are, we're on page five of the regular Philippians 2 handout. We're on number four there at the bottom, without murmurings and disputings. We just read that, verse 14. Do all things without murmurings and disputings, that you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world. So we started this already. Letter A was few things dishonor God's work, like murmurings, complaining, speaking against God's plan. And number one was all God's work should be done by faith. And if not cheer, with, with then with quiet confidence in God's plan. And so number two, we started this last week, uh, is this is part of, uh, of shining our light in uh, Matthew five sixteen. I think we've read that, but we'll just turn to read it real quick. You guys pray for me. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Matthew 5, was start in verse 15. Neither do men light a candle. and put, Let me start in verse uh, four, 14. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a, candle, on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And so this is part of shining our light. And so the idea is that we not be murmuring and complaining and the thing is, is it's second nature to us to do so. Uh, it's just you don't have to work at it. You, you can automatically complain anytime th- anything is less than perfect. And listen, we are in a lost and broken world. Everything is always going to be less than perfect. It will never not be perfect. And I'm not sure if that's good English. but um, So uh, that brings us to this handout, God's glory in earthen vessels. And so uh, on this handout... And it's again, it's got the verses there at the top. Do all things without murmurings and disputing. So we just read this. Uh, and so number one, glorifying God, especially. Uh, oh, what, wait, I'm, I'm sorry. So this was do do all things without murmurings and disputings that you may be blameless and harmless. The sons of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom ye shine as lights in the world. Holding forth the word of life that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. I did want to mention real quick that this idea of, of, of shining for the Lord Jesus being without rebuke in the midst. So we have on one side, we're supposed to be shining. And it's also the acknowledging that this is a crooked and perverse world that we live in. And I think sometimes I know I'm not the only one who's sometimes shocked by seeing the darkness of our world and how it's getting darker. And, you know, I, I got to say, there's a, I don't know, uh, a, a silly person inside of me that thinks it shouldn't be anything but the way I grew up. You know, I, th- I feel like it should it should always be that way. I was just telling her yesterday, I remember riding my bike 
until nine o'clock every night, you know, being outside, running around friends. And I don't know, I, 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 I was telling one of our kids yesterday, I, man, I wouldn't go down the street today in the middle of the day by yourself, especially my daughters. I don't want them to do that. I don't want their kids to do that. I'm very concerned about that situation. So anyway, the point is, is the world is, is a dark place. And the truth be told, ever since the fall, it's been dark. Ever since the fall, sin has been inundated with mankind. The proof positive is, is the very first son killed the second son. Listen, our world is a dark place and it will never, ever be not that until the Lord Jesus comes home. The exception being is that his light is in us. The Lord Jesus is in our lives and, and listen, our society with its rules that will not make things better. The society's laws and things like that. Yes, we should have laws. We should have speed limits or we all kill ourselves. But the point is, is they're not going to save us. They're not they're not going to preserve us from day to day. God is the one who we put our trust in God alone. And so anyway, the point is, is we're supposed to be his people shining in the middle of a dark and crooked world. And so and then then this thought, it says in verse 16, holding forth the word of life that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. So we're not just supposed to shine for the sake of shining. We're supposed to shine for his glory. And then specifically, it says, holding forth the word of life. Our lives need to convey the message of the hope of Jesus Christ. You know, and, and we also need to kind of be careful not to give the message of, look at me. I've arrived. Look at me. I'm a religious man. I'm a good person. You should be like me. That's the wrong message. <laughs> the right message is Christ is the one who gives us hope. And so we'll, we'll look at more of that. So number one here, glorifying God, especially in difficult times, reveals Christ. So it's here in your notes, Romans 1, 16 through 17. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. And so our lives, as we walk with the Lord Jesus and again, this is amongst good times and bad times and everything in between. We are to shine for the Lord Jesus and that that choice to live for the Lord, to walk in his ways, to follow him and be a disciple of Christ. That is what reveals. So the, the, the uh, I'm sorry, for therein is the righteousness, righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith as we live by faith and follow the Lord Jesus Christ. It is going to be a sign that others can read. It's going to be a beacon pointing other people to the way. And, and the more we live for ourselves, the more we are like the rest of the world, the more we rob the rest of the world of hope. Because, listen, you can throw as much money. You can take up taxes, collect taxes and throw it at a problem and it will not get fixed. We all understand that we're all adults here. You, a government program can't solve problems. As much as, you know, listen, I, I think they love the subject of climate change because they can they can collect billions in taxes. And you know what? Truth is, it's trillions now. It's trillions of dollars that they that they we are in debt. And that is waste. They, they have. They, no, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go down that road. I will never get out of that vortex <laughs> of complaining. And we shouldn't be murmuring and complaining. <laughs> The truth is, though, the government doesn't hold hope for us. That's the point. You can have the best government. You could, we, could, we could have Ronald Reagan, <laughs> and he wasn't a perfect man either. But anyway, we could have the best, best governing. 
And it wouldn't matter. Our hope is still in God and God alone. It doesn't mean we don't we try to make good choices. We try to all of us should go to the polls and, and vote and vote for the best person you can. But at the end of the day, our hope is only in God. Only he can help in each one of our individual, private, personal needs, as well as the bigger pictures for the country and the biggest pictures of all the spiritual needs. Brother Albie. Amen. We, we know all this stuff. Yeah. But when he tells us, don't worry, we've got to stop worrying. When he tells us to do this, we've got to do that. It's not our thing of, I'm going to make you aware of this. This is what I want you to do. And when he tells you that little small voice in there tells you this is what you need to do. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Well, and, and that is the, that is sort of the point. <laughs> you know, it's not enough just to be a Christian and it's not enough just to come to church and worship. We need to be disciples of Christ. We need to be obedient to him every day. And you could listen, you could make very much the point that, you know, the rubber meeting the road outside of church. You know, listen, this is coming here and gathering here. This is what that's what we're supposed to do. But listen, we're supposed to also go out. We're supposed to be followers of Christ out there and we're supposed to shine for the Lord. So that's that's what this has all been about is walking by faith. And, and it says there and at the end of verse 17, the just shall live by faith. That's what we're meant to. That doesn't mean we're going to be perfect either. It just means that God is going to reveal himself in our lives, through our lives. So I have a letter B underneath the letter A. As we live by faith, God's glory is revealed in our lives. And that's sort of the point of all this. As we live by faith, God's glory is revealed in our lives. God bless you. So in John chapter 3, John chapter 3, in starting in verse uh, 1, I, I have a hard time sometimes just reading one verse and then, you know, that's all. I, I like us to get the context. So John chapter 3, verse 1. This is Nicodemus coming to the Lord Jesus by night. So it says, John, 1, John 3, verse 1. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus a ruler of the Jews, the same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water, and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. Verse 8 is where we're looking at specifically. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the spirit. And so this is the way our lives are meant to be, that God is to move in my life... <laughs> And Albie was just talking about this and whether it could be a, a still small voice in the back of your head saying pray or whether it be, you know, some very specific thing. And then there's the commandments that we have written. The Lord Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Listen, that's a really rubber meets the road kind of verse. It's a very simple matter. And I, I can't tell you how many Christians I run into that seem to think it's completely fine 
to pick and choose what they will obey. Listen, what God says and what he expects from all of us is obedience, straight out obedience. You look at Saul in the Old Testament and Saul, you know, (laughs) the man was God's chosen first king of Israel. But we and the Bible says when he was small in his own eyes, then God used him in a great way. But when he began to think highly of himself, things went wrong. And so the next thing you know, God says, and this is like after God already told him he was going to set up David to be king. But he, it looks like God gave him like another opportunity to be obedient. And he says, I remember the Amalekites. I remember how they struck Israel. And, you know, they, they, they struck the weakest and the frailest. And he says, uh, and I want you to go and execute my vengeance. He says, not, don't leave one of them alive. He said, you're not to take any spoil. And you know what they did? They took the best of the animals. <laughs> they took the king and they killed everybody else. And so what I'm saying is, is this turned into a very harsh rebuke for Saul because the Lord, t- the Lord characterized what he did as disobedience. He says to obey is better than to sacrifice because that was the guys. And that's another thing that people do. I'm going to I'm going to do this this way. I know God said to do it this way. I'm going to do it this way. And hey, I'm going to I'm going to honor God with my stuff, you know, or something like that. And what God expected of, of, Saul, of Saul was obedience. And that's what he expects of all of us is to hear his word and obey. And the thing is, is there's so many things that there think there's things that God tells us to do. there beyond us. And yet God expects us to take a step, <laughs> to take the first step out in faith and let God help you at every step. And it's like a lot of things, though, you know, like exercise. It's a very easy thing to talk about, especially at the beginning of the year when everybody has New Year's resolutions involving exercise. You know, that sometimes that first step, you know, to step out the door to go walking or running or whatever, or, or taking that first step on the treadmill or or whatever it is. That's the hardest, you know, and the thing is, is it doesn't matter what the situation is. God puts a scenario before us. His intention is he will empower us. He will direct us. He will enable us to be obedient. And instead, we look at the man and say, I can't do that. And it's true. (laughs) You and I can't do anything. You we cannot give glory to God in any way, except that we can, by faith, choose to obey him and trust him about it. Because, listen, the entirety of the Christian life is one of faith and obedience. Trusting that God has the plan. He has the perfect plan. I, I, I love how the disciples, you know, you, as you read the New Testament, as you read the Gospels, you know, as they were following the Lord, they really didn't understand much. And I remember at one point the Lord Jesus said, whom do men say that I am? And they said, some say you're Elijah. Some say you're you're one of the great prophets and some say this. And he says, but who do you say that I am? And Peter, quick to speak, Peter, he said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. (laughs) And uh, and, you know, the thing is, is is there's another there's another time they said, uh, oh, there was Lord. And I think it was John chapter six. And uh, he was he was given the discourse in the bread of life. And uh, and and all at the end of that, we won't get into it all, but at the end of that, many disciples departed. And the Lord said, well, he said to his to his apostles, he chose will you also depart. And Peter said to where else will we go? You have the words of life. And I guess that's what I'm getting at is they understood very little at the time. They they had not put everything together. The Holy Spirit until after until the day of Pentecost had not come and they didn't understand very much at all. But they had this. 
they knew to follow Christ. And sometimes, listen, listen, folks, we need to let that be put together in our mind. I don't have to understand. I don't have to have all the answers. What I need is to follow Jesus Christ. <laughs> and listen, there are enough things that we can straight out and understand. We can understand the, some of the basics. And then, listen, God is going to, as you keep walking with the Lord, and I think this is a very important principle, as you keep walking, God keeps giving more understanding, more strength to obey, until the point where, you know, if a person keeps going down that road, he's going to be a mighty man or a mighty woman for God. And it won't be that they have become mighty, it's that God's work in them is mighty. And so our place is to take the first step of faith. Take the second step of faith. Keep walking with the Lord Jesus. And before you know it, (laughs) you look back and you see God has done some amazing things. And it's not that you and I, we we tie our shoelaces in just the right way and part our hair just the right way. Some of us, that's getting more challenging than others. (laughs) It doesn't matter, though. It's not us. It's God. It's our our place to give give place to him and be obedient to him. And so and as we live by faith, God's glory is revealed in our lives. And I, I had this thought about the wind. He says uh, the wind blows verse. Uh, hmm, verse eight, the wind bloweth where it listeth and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the spirit. And I had that so highlighted in my Bible. <laughs> we are to be moved by him. Brother Kevin. Right. Keeping the perspective of being a uh, something God purchased, like when it comes to the complexities of of trying to figure out God's will for our life and things like that, the the big decisions. I think keeping it simple. Yes. You know, what do we have that hasn't been given to us with our our time, with our possessions? Mm -hmm. There was a thought somewhere that that attached with. So, <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I wanted to utter it anyway. Well, it was there. I, I think it is very true that that we need to keep it simple. You know, it, it's not a matter of some complex thing. It's simply a matter of and you know, and the fact is, the Old Testament, the uh, the the saints of God led out of Egypt were uh, led by a pillar of cloud and a pillar of fire by night. And I, I think sometimes we desire that kind of same man. I just. I just wish I just had something like that so strong and obvious that I could never make a mistake. But you look at them and and you look at all the mistakes that they made. And listen, it is better to walk by faith Mm -hmm. and not to mention it's not entirely, you know, just nebulous. We have the word of God. It tells us so many things about daily life, minute by minute life. And the more you read the Bible, the more it informs your thinking. And the Holy Spirit can bring verses to mind that apply to your direct needs, your direct situation. And so it is. I agree. It's, it's, a, it's a much more simple thing than I think any of us uh, tend to give it credit for. And so number two, we need to move along here. So God has chosen to reveal his glory through men, redeemed men, but still earthen vessels. And that's, that's, that brings us to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. We're going to read this. Hopefully we'll, we'll get through this today. <laughs> 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1. 
Second Corinthians chapter four. Please, please turn that. I'd like you to read this with me. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse one. <clears throat> and so it says begins with the, therefore seeing we have this ministry. And if you go back to chapter three, I, I, I think it points back to verse eight of chapter three. It says, how shall how shall not the ministration of the spirit be rather glorious. And I think that refers to what we've been talking about is God moving in you and through you, bringing the good news to the world around us. And, uh, and not just the good news, but to be like the Lord and following the Lord. And so ver- chapter four, verse one, therefore, seeing we have this ministry as we have, re- as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost and whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus, the Lord and ourselves, your servants for Jesus sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of the out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed, always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So then death worketh in us, but life in you. We have the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, and therefore have I spoken. <clears throat> oh, hey, thank you, Brother Brian. <laughs> All right, I thought Fred was our remote. <laughs> okay. Right, emergency remote. <laughs> so we have, we having, verse 13, we having, we having the same spirit of faith, according as it, as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak, knowing that uh, he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you. For all things are for your sakes and, and that the abundant grace might through me, through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God, for which cause we faint not. But though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And it's, a, it's an incredible paradox that the things that we see, the, 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 the physical, solid things we can put our senses on, They're temporal. The eternal things, they are the things that will last forever. Therefore, they are the things that truly matter. And yet, you know, just on the subject of Christians, so many of us struggle with denying the the physical world and following in obedience to Lord Jesus Christ for his glory. And listen, we will be completely content in eternity to live and shout out the glory of God forever. Very clearly, it's going to be a source of incredible joy for all of us to live that way. Mm -hmm. Listen, but right now it is a struggle. 
It is a struggle to keep Christ at the forefront of our lives Mm -hmm. and keeping our eyes upon him. I, I say struggle because that's listen. I don't know what it's like for you, but I know what it's like for me. And I struggle day by day to keep the Lord at the at the center of the focus of my life. I constantly feel the world and my own thoughts and my own emotions. It's like a it's like a wind tunnel. You know, and the thing is, is, is God being glorified? That is what matters most of all in our lives. You see a lot of things in this passage. We, we need to get started. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, uh, we're not going to finish. There's no way we're going to finish today. I'll be... I don't know if faith and trust are the same word. Faith and trust are Things that we see and we trust in, we trust in the fact that the bridge will hold us. Yeah. We trust in the fact that the chair will hold us. We have faith that it will. But the only way that we will prove to others that it will hold us is try it. Yeah. Try it. Mm-hmm. Now the proof is there for other people to right. see that we've done it. We didn't really know for sure. But we trust it. Yeah. It would hold us. We try it. And it shows us. And so when we trust in Jesus, and other people see it, it's a, it works for him. Amen. It works for him. It will work for me. Yeah. Amen. And this this verse, pastor quotes that I quoted all the time, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. I, I just read it this morning. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Like you said, you know, just we so much of the time tackle things with our own understanding. That's not the way to do this. <laughs> it's to trust in the Lord, and it's it's a lot like a childlike faith. You know, when your parents are with you, when you're when you're small, we have a little grandson. He's about to turn two, and you know, he he likes holding our hands, especially when things are a little dicey. <laughs> Listen, it's far better for us to be like that with God. You know, you can, you can hold on to his hand and trust him and go through this life and, and lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and follow his direction and his leadership and you will make it through. And it is a testimony. It is a testimony to others when they see you following God. They see you and you're and again, we we sometimes worry. We sometimes fret. But as we have confidence in God, it brings glory to God. So we'll have to stop right there. All right, let's close in prayer. Thank you, Lord, for this time we've had. We do thank you for your word, for the great blessing of it. And we do pray that you please help us, Lord, to be followers of you as dear children. Help us to hold on to your hand. Help us to be able, Lord, to walk with you and experience your joys and and victories uh, from faith to faith, growing from childlike faith to uh, to strong faith, where we can we can we can walk out in confidence, knowing that you are faithful and you will act and you will do things according to your will and your way. Help us, Lord, to be your people and obey everything that you lay before us to uh, to do. Help us to be obedient. We pray for your blessing in the coming hour. Be with Pastor Ken. Be with all of us, Lord, to receive from you all that you have for us. We pray that you work in every heart according to the need. Help us to praise you and worship you in this day, we pray. And thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you all.